Wait, from what? our spouse. We should expect those things. <laughs> those yeah. should be a given <laughs> in should. our marriages. Totally. We can expect that. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And this week we want to talk about something that will absolutely set us up for failure. It's <laughs> uh, a fun topic to, so far to start out, eh? But, yeah. but here's the thing. We want to talk about unrealistic and unspoken expectations or just simply no expectations at all. Yeah, and you know what? We're going to say this right up front. There is nothing wrong with expectations. That's right. We should have expectations for ourselves and for our spouse and our kids. Mm -hmm. That's actually healthy. When they become unhealthy is when these expectations are unrealistic, unspoken, or that we just don't have any. We're setting the bar really low. And this is true at all times, but it's especially true during the holidays. (laughs) Yeah, which are right around the corner uh, with Christmas. This could be family vacation uh, in the summer, long weekends. Yeah, anything Uh, that we're really looking forward to. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Because here's the thing. I believe that we all have expectations. I don't think I've ever met someone that doesn't have an expectation. And here's what I mean by that. If we are drivers of a vehicle... We expect that when the one light turns red, that those cars are going to stop. (laughs) And that when the light turns green, that the line that we're in is going to start going. Like, that's just an expectation we have. So I believe that all of us, at some point, somewhere, we all have expectations in our lives. And expect others to follow them, too. But hey, we are right around the Christmas season. And we are setting up for that. And so we wanted to maybe share a favorite family tradition that we have. What would be one of yours that that you have? A favorite kind of Christmas tradition? Um, Something that we always do. And it looks different from year to year. Mm. But we always plan for some really intentional time together with some good food and something fun to do. And uh, and it's different from year to year. Last year, we did one of those, um, oh, what's it called? Like a, a murder mystery mystery whodunit oh, kind right, of games right, right. and we got all dressed up we in did. I think it was the 60s I don't know I, I remember I just wearing remember. A, top, a top hat no a fedora oh I think I wore a fedora <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I had a sequence dress That's it was right. a lot of fun it was but we do something like that where we have fun intentional time where yeah. we just get to be together laugh enjoy each other's company and so that would be one of my favorite traditions yeah and that is a lot of fun which makes me think because usually you find those gains for it I might be putting you on the spot here but have you found one for us yet no I need to focus some uh, <laughs> some mental uh, attention okay. to figuring out what we're gonna do this year I have not that's done true it yet. that's true oh that is a lot of fun one of the things I really look forward to to for our family tradition and this one doesn't look different from year to year <laughs> which is a family sleepover we pull out all the beds out of That's everyone's true. room or the mattresses off the top of the bed yep. we throw them in the living room and then we just have a big old family sleepover uh, with the christmas tree <laughs> and usually yes just before the kids start settling down i start a pillow fight and start a big wrestling match with our son yeah. and then the girls jump in with pillows and then that just snowballs and then we're like okay 
okay, now it's time for bed. So. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but it is chaos <laughs> and a huge mess, but that's okay. It is a huge <laughs> But here's the thing. I, I really, and I always say this all the time, uh, if our kids get married and, and if we become grandparents because they have kids, I would love to just fill the house with grandkids <laughs> and have them sleeping in the kitchen and down the hall and just this huge, big that old That is sleepover. interesting. I'm not sure that's a realistic expectation. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I can hope or I can dream yeah. or I can, I can make it known whether it happens or not. That's another story, <laughs> okay. hey? Okay. <laughs> All right. So the reason that we thought it would be good to talk about expectations today is actually because of my prayer request the other day. (laughs) We had a staff call and at the end of it, we were sharing some prayer requests and mine was that I would have realistic expectations for the holiday season so that I wouldn't be disappointed at the end of the holiday season. And you know what, maybe I'm not alone in this. Mm. So we thought, well, let's talk about it. Expectations. Yeah, let's unpack this here. And we've heard the advice that you know, that some people should just let go of their expectations. That And really, that way, we don't feel disappointed uh, when people don't meet our expectations. But in reality, if we have no expectations, we believe that we are just setting ourselves up for failure. And really to have a less than relationship in a marriage and with our children or with coworkers. I mean, imagine it just for a second. If there were no expectations at work, I mean, would anything at all get done? Would people show up? Would people show up? That's right. Or if there were no expectations for the government, like what would happen with our tax money or or different things that the government takes care of? I mean, if God had no expectations for his people, for what's right or what's wrong, these are just questions of, of to help us start thinking through this topic of expectations. Yeah. And you know what? We've also come across some thinking that the Bible is telling us to lay down all of our expectations and just be happy with whatever you have. That when Jesus said to to turn the other cheek and forgive 70 times seven, that, that that means that we should just be a doormat and a punching bag for others. And that is actually not what he meant at all. Right, right. (laughs) Turning the other cheek means that we don't retaliate, which is very different from pretending that something didn't happen Mm. or that everything's fine when it's not. So when we're offended or when we're wronged by our spouse or kids or a family member, it's a good thing to have a conversation Mm. about it. Yeah. That is what the Bible calls iron sharpening iron. Right. When we're using biblical principles to deal with our issues, to deal with sin. Mm -hmm. It's not biblical and it's not turning the other cheek when we just enable sin by staying silent. Right. No, we should be having healthy conversations about these things in our relationships uh, all the time moving forward. Now, there's also a ditch though on the other side where we can just constantly be offended For and, sure. <laughs> and always telling people about it. And, and, and so really we have to live the, the grace-filled life. And, and yes, we're, we're called to forgive. That's 100% true. But, but that doesn't mean that we don't have conversations about it. We encourage everyone to be going through the process of confessing, repenting, seeking, and, and really granting forgiveness uh, in our relationships on a regular basis yeah. throughout that. And so our topic today 
today, uh, if you haven't caught on, uh, <laughs> is really about expectations. And we're going to talk about healthy expectations. We're going to talk about maybe some unrealistic expectations, unspoken, which will be interesting if they're unspoken. But we will talk about yeah. some unspoken expectations throughout it. But hey, why don't we start with some realistic healthy expectations what should those be or what could be some healthy realistic expectations for us what do you think yeah well well for me when i'm talking about healthy realistic expectations really that's talking about how we can expect to be treated with love mm. with kindness with affection mm. and respect yeah. Wait, from what? our spouse that, we should expect those things <laughs> those yeah. should be a given <laughs> in should. our marriages totally. we can expect that um, it's realistic, especially when we're talking about these kinds of intimate relationships with mm. a husband and a wife and, and with our children as well. We, sh- we can also expect that our spouse is going to be loyal right. to us, right? right? That's, that's part of the vows we made when we got married, mm, right? Those, those are more healthy expectations, is those vows that we committed to when on our wedding day. Mm, right. And so in our interactions and our relationships, we're actually training the people around us how to be treating mm. us. So if our spouse or our kids, they're talking to us in a really disrespectful or rude way and we don't actually address that, we're sending a message that's telling them that it's okay to talk to us that way. Now, we're not saying that we should join them and just, you know, be rude and, and disrespectful back. <laughs> but but to actually say, you know what, I really don't appreciate it when you talk to me that way. Mm. And please don't do that. Mm-hmm. That is actually really helpful for our spouse and our children. It, it's saying this is this is how we need to treat each other with that mm-hmm. love and respect. And it's especially helpful for our children in training them up mm-hmm. to be respectful in their interactions. It, it's setting a standard mm. for our kids, for their future relationships and what totally. they can and should expect and how they should be right. towards other people. Right. It, it, it's totally a training ground, our yeah. home, what they're watching, even our spouse, right? Like if we're able to have these things where able to have an honest conversation of, I don't appreciate it when you speak to me that way. Like we are in this uh, training ground in our home. We're showing our kids, our spouse, and hopefully we're creating a healthy um, situation and a healthy relationships all, all around. So those are a few of the expectation, realistic expectations that, that we can have. We want to move a little bit into having unrealistic expectations or at least talking about unrealistic expectations and one of them that we hear from time to time is that uh, couples should have no conflict (laughs) at all and that if we have conflict we have a bad marriage and it's a bad relationship that that's not the case that's an unrealistic expectation i mean healthy couples have healthy conflict that's just a reality in fact conflict leads to a deeper understanding when when we do it healthy this can lead to deeper intimacy and so we can't expect that we won't have conflict it's true inside of a marriage it's inevitable inevitable <laughs> yeah there's a, um, a, a the Gottman Institute which is a research company we don't agree with everything that they stand for or talk about but they do a lot of great research uh, for marriage and one of the things that they have found is that two-thirds of our conflict 
is perpetual. Oh, man. It's just ongoing, <laughs> right? Um, there's a quote. We can't remember um, who said it or where we read it, but there's a quote, and it says this, that when choosing a long-term partner, you will inevitably be choosing a particular set of unresolved problems. <laughs> Those unsolvable things in a relationship that just can really trip us up yeah. until we understand what's going on. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, though, Like to even think of that inside of a relationship? And maybe some of our listeners aren't married and they're single or they're dating can you look at that person that you're dating and be like, okay, there is a set of unresolved or unsolvable problems that we're going to have, some perpetual problems. Are these okay? Like, like, am I okay having these perpetual problems with you? Or at least am I okay <laughs> with continuously working on them with you? Like, like it just, for me, it changes some of the mindset of, of the approach uh, to the relationship. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to stop and think about. I'm choosing this and, and yeah, am I okay with that for the rest of my life? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, a few other unrealistic expectations um, that people may have is that, you know, we can't expect our spouse to be perfect. Uh, as perfect as you are, right. Valerie. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> there are some times where every one of us is going to make a mistake. And so having that you know, the, the perfect lens or, or that our spouse is so perfect, the, that really is an un, unrealistic expectation. We can't expect our spouse to always solve our personal problems or our childhood problems. Like there may be some things that we have to go through and dig through yeah. um, and, and do some of that self-evaluation, some personal inventory. How can we grow and how can we move? Our spouse is there to help us. Our spouse is there to encourage us. Mm -hmm. Support us. To, to support us in those. But they're not there to complete us, if that makes Yeah, sense. well, we have to do the hard work to get healthy and to deal with our, our stuff yeah. and not just our expect our spouse to, to fix it for us or yeah. to, yeah, fill in that need that they, they can't do. Right. They're not going to read our minds, too. Yeah. We have to have some conversations about this. Uh, they're also not there to meet our needs in a very selfish mindset. Right. Um, yeah, that you meet my needs, but then I don't have to meet yours. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We need to be communicating those as well. And, and again, uh, being able to identify those things uh, and having healthy conversations there's also unreali unrealistic expectations uh, around sex. Um, I mean, our world, uh, here's the thing. We've become over-sexualized in our culture, and many people have very unrealistic expectations about sex because of really what they have seen in movies, what they've read in books, uh, pornography, if they've been involved in that, and it really sets couples up for failure yeah. with unrealistic expectations that are based on lies. So, so there is some unrealistic expectations in our sex life uh, that, that could be potentially at play. Yeah, it's true. Um, our spouse isn't going to be everything to us with that. And, yeah, they can't be. <laughs> right, right. So there, there's a list of some unrealistic and some unhealthy expectations that we just wanted to list off for our topic here uh, today. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot more than that, but those are just some that came to mind that yeah, and some common ones out. that we talk to with other couples as we journey with them in their relationship and in their marriage. Yeah, another thing to keep in mind is that our spouse cannot and will not complete us, mm. right? That's a um, very common lie that people believe is that, that our spouse is going to complete us. Mm. But you know what? Only 
God can do that. We were made to be in relationship with God. And he's the only one that can then fill that void in our lives. But again, we can and we should expect our spouse to treat us with respect, mm-hmm. with love, to, to treat us well. Mm-hmm. And of course, that we treat them the same. That's right. That Right? That whole idea of we train others how to treat us, it's reciprocal. It's back and forth. Mm. And when it comes to to treating each other with love, it can be really helpful to know what our spouse's love languages are, what, what feels like love to them, so that we can be effective in loving them in a way that's meaningful instead mm. of just trying things that don't quite meet the mark (laughs) yeah yeah that's right (laughs) yeah i was recently talking with a lady and she said how she really just wished her husband would come home after work see the things that needed to be done around the house maybe get supper going or if something needed to be done with the kids and homework or whatever um that he would see that and and initiate and do those things but Mm. instead he comes home with a gift And so he thinks he's being loving by getting her things and her love language is acts of service. And so he's trying to love her through his language, but he's just missing the mark and is actually more frustrating than loving in how it's being felt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the love language thing can definitely be a... Well, actually, even in some cases, and we'll talk about this, is the unspoken expectation. And so where can we begin to speak these things so our spouse understands? If they are missing the mark, can we share really what it is and, and say, like, thank you for the gifts, but this is really what I need, or this is what I really am looking for. Yeah. This is what really speaks to me. Uh, I love that you're thinking of me. I love that you know you want to show and shower me with gifts, but in this season, this is actually really more important to me than that right now, and this would really make me feel appreciative, valued, and seen, and feel more loved if this was it uh, with that. And I love that how you're laying it out. It's not a demand, and with these expectations, we're not saying to go in mm. and be a demand demanding, you know, selfish kind of person. That, that's right. not at all what we're saying. But with, especially with these needs that we kind of rabbit trailed onto with the love languages, it's you're laying it out as I would really appreciate it if you would do these things for mm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm entrusting that to you, but it's not a demand. Mm-hmm. And so there is that, that fine line of sharing with each other, with our spouse, our expectations, the things that we're desiring, right. but it's also not a demand. And mm-hmm. so I, I hope that's making sense. Mm-hmm. It does to me. Uh, <laughs> that's you're, good. you're making sense. Uh, I was tracking with you really easy there. So hopefully, <laughs> good, good. hopefully everybody else was too. But hey, let's move into the unspoken expectations. And here's the thing, the uns- unspoken ones, they might be a little harder for us to list uh, and to go through some of them because they're unspoken in a relationship, right? Uh, but but this is really, when it comes to the unspoken expectations, what we're really leaning towards here is more of that self-inventory type of thing. I mean, chances are that there are some unspoken expectations, and if there are those, and as we start to do a self-evaluation, chances are they are probably rooted in our family of origin. And that's either the way things were done in our family while we were growing up or the opposite of the way things were done in our family while we were growing up. And so sometimes we're not even aware that we have this expectation until it goes unmet or until (laughs) the situation arises and it's all of a sudden, it's like, 
Ouch. Oh, yeah, that hurt. And it's like, why? It's, oh, actually, I have an unspoken expectation when it comes to that topic. And we don't even know why. Yeah, we didn't even know it was there. Right. Yeah. And one that's been a real hot topic in our relationship that's caused a lot of pain is unspoken mm-hmm. expectations when it comes to family gatherings. Right. Because yeah. we, we had very different experiences growing it's, up. It's true. And so in my family, I grew up with the understanding that the holidays or family gatherings meant lots of food, lots of visiting, and yeah. lots of games. <laughs> yeah. So that's just what I expected when it came to Christmas. Yeah, but for me, I didn't grow up with any extended family, and really we just watched TV and did our own thing. We would play a card game every now and then, we'd come together and eat, but really over the Christmas holidays, we we spent it more watching TV or doing our own thing in, in my family growing up. Yeah, so when we would get together with my family and you would sit in front of the TV and not engage much, I took that as a sign that you didn't like my family, mm-hmm. that you hated mm-hmm. being around them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is not true. Uh, let me just air that out there right now. I love both of our families. Yeah. It's just that the activities look different growing up. And so this is one of those unspoken expectations that we had that we didn't even realize until it happened, until we were in that moment. But we've been able to talk about it. We've been able to come up with a game plan and really make the holidays enjoyable for the both of us. Yeah, we we really, we found a middle ground, which included both playing games and watching TV and visiting. And we just found that that common ground in the middle where we were both, you know, feeling satisfied with the solution with the outcome, right. how things were going. Right. And so a lot of times with these unspoken expectations, you know, they may not, we may not realize we have them until we experience it, but then we just encourage everyone to make them spoken. Yeah. Right. If we would have carried on this way and, and just been silent on our Christmas expectation, we would just constantly have hurt and then we're not looking forward to the holidays together. Yeah, it becomes something that we're dreading instead of enjoying. You're right, dreading. It's like, oh, we just got to get through this again. But because we've had conversations about it, because we've made it spoken, because we've talked about different expectations in the holidays, we now can have a joyous time, a time that we have fun, and a time that we're really looking forward to with the holidays yeah. uh, with, with for us. So as we uh, begin to wrap up this episode, Valerie, I, I want to ask you some questions because, again, it's one thing to talk about the expectations, unrealistic, unspoken, realistic expectations, to talk about that it's okay to have them. But how can we help have a, help couples to have a conversation around expectations? What kind of what questions could we ask to help our listeners process this topic a little bit more? Yeah, you know what? I think this is a great time of year to begin having these types of conversations Mm. as a husband and wife and even another conversation as a family with the kids, if you have kids, Mm. to ask what are some expectations that we have individually and as a family. And if we use the, the Christmas season kind of as our starting point, a good question could be, What's everyone hoping for this Christmas season? Mm. When it comes to the Christmas holidays, what would help make this a successful holiday? 
right? And then evaluate those answers. Are they realistic or are they unrealistic? And then have an honest conversation about those things. Make a plan of how to achieve those realistic expectations. And Mm. you know what? If the expectations are unrealistic, (laughs) what changes can we make to kind of shift them into the more realistic category? Yeah, (laughs) totally, totally true. I love those questions and, and the conversations that we've had and that we've started having conversations like that on a regular basis as a couple and as a family. I mean, we've we've had those conversations as we've prepared for summer. Uh, We've had those conversations, I I shared this at the beginning, like preparing for a long weekend, anything that, as you shared, anything that we're looking forward (laughs) to. vacations. Yeah, because here's the thing, we're trying to hear everyone's voice and really what they're expecting from what's coming up. You know, what would make this blank? You know, you, you fill in the blank for your family, but what would make this blank, a successful time for you, uh, a successful time for us. Having those conversations like this, it especially uh, before the chaos begins <laughs> of, of the Christmas season. I mean, we keep alluding it to is Christmas. Chaotic. Yeah, it's fun, but it's chaotic. It is. And we're right around the corner. And so that's why we kind of keep alluding to the Christmas uh, season here. But having conversations like this, especially before the chaos it begins, it, it can be so helpful. I mean, when we do this, we can all be on the same page. We can all begin working towards some common goals. And it really helps to build intimacy in our relationships because we're all being heard and we're being valued and we're valuing each other. And then really the things that are hearing about the things that are important to each one of us in the conversation. Yeah, I think this really is honoring the different people hmm. in our relationship, in right. our family, right? The, the, for for me, it'd be honoring you, honoring our kids yeah. to find out what are you hoping for? What do you really enjoy? Yeah. And how do we make that happen? Instead yeah. of just everybody, I want you to get on my page and what I expect That's during right. the holidays, right? And so... I think it just really honors people when we have these kind of conversations and don't just assume or don't just expect that they get onto our page. Because here's what we have found is that we actually have different expectations. We have the same kind of desire, which is to have a good holiday or to have a good vacation. That is like on everyone's top of the chart. Like I want to enjoy this time. But the expectation of what that looks like (laughs) is actually very different in our family. It's true. And so are we able to listen and able to make a game plan so everybody has a successful holiday, Christmas season, what that looks like. make it enjoyable. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Then it it can be helpful to continue having these, you know, expectation conversations (laughs) in in other areas of our lives, right? Right now we're kind of focusing on the holidays, but we, we can carry this over into how do we expect people to treat us? Mm. How do we expect our kids to to treat others, to treat each other, to mm-hmm. treat us as their parents, mm-hmm. right? Are there expectations that we might have as far as our home mm. and how we take care of our home and who's doing, you know, what chores and, and has what responsibilities? Right. And so one of the things that we've talked about is when someone comes over to our house, they come to the door, that everyone's expected to come and and say hi, to be friendly, (laughs) to stop what we're doing, come say hello. It's honoring the people that have just come to our home. And until we made this kind of a spoken expectation, 
no one would have known. No. And we might have been feeling the angst of, oh my goodness, my kids are being so rude when they have no idea if we haven't told them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but when we spoke about it as a family, we discussed why that this was important, what it shows them and what it shows our guest. Mm. Everybody was on the same play- page mm-hmm. and... Uh, and then it just works way better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then no one's upset. Yeah. Right? We're not, or we're able to talk to our kids of, hey, remember when someone comes over, here's the expectation. And we've laid it out so we can have those ongoing conversations. So expectations, <laughs> you know, it's actually good to have them. Uh, just make sure, uh, hopefully this has been loud and clear throughout this episode, just make sure that we keep them realistic And we keep them spoken because here's the thing, in a healthy relationship, we should expect to be able to be friends, to have a satisfying sex life, to to trust each other, to be fully committed to one another. I mean, to manage conflict well, to problem solve together (laughs) and come to really a mutual understanding and solution that we both can accept to repair the relationship when needed. And so those are a few thoughts that we wanted to share on expectations here today. Hey, thanks again so much for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.